Good Friday morning to each and every one. This is Chris. You're listening to another episode of Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. Today we're talking about stuck, progress, the relationship between the two, and what it means for our everyday life. You know, I was thinking about progress and how to measure it for quite some time, probably for personal reasons. And here they are because I believe in being transparent and open. My mother has been uh, experiencing uh, a long time of recovery since her knee surgery. And I remember the about a week or two ago, she had sent me an image to, you know, just keep me updated about her uh, physical therapy progress. And she sent me a picture of this cane. The cane is like a what they call a quad type cane. And I remember her talking about how, you know, she uses that now when she goes to physical therapy. She uses that, you know, all around the house. She isn't using uh, the wheelchair, you know, and and the other type of um, walker that she had. And, you know, she was saying that, you know, she's progressing. She's taking it day by day. And you know, that's just, she was just, like I said, giving me an update. And as always, she says, you know, keep her lifted in prayer. And I remember getting off the phone and I just kept staring at that picture. And I kept thinking, is that really progress? And the things I learned uh, is one, it's not really my place to judge somebody else's progress. And two, it made me think about, well, what is progress? What is being stuck? And um, how does that relate to our everyday life, you know? And then it led me to looking at the scriptures and trying to find out, you know, was there any specific scripture that dealt with progress? And what I found was I found Philippians 3, 7 through 16, which, you know, I'll read it for you. It says, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and on somehow attaining, excuse me, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things and if on some point you think differently that too God will make clear to you only let us live up to what we have already attained. When we look at this scripture we can find that Apostle Paul is discussing his progress and I say progress in terms of not in a boastful way or a cocky way or arrogant way but 
progress in the in terms of where his mindset and where he was before and where he is now as well as thematically discussing you know spiritual spiritual maturity you know paul is discussing living the christian life in this letter to the church of philippi in previous chapters in philippians 1 and 2 he was explaining how christians should respond to hardships and I mean, realistically, Paul would know, because if we look at Paul's life and if you ever had the chance to do so, uh, please go back and read his story. Paul would know hardship. I mean, Paul was a man that was on was in jail, had the experience of being uh, shipwrecked. Uh, he formerly was Saul, who was a Hebrew of Hebrew. He called himself a chief of sinners. He said uh, he, he was a person that was trained in all the intricacies of Jewish law. At one point in his life, he was on his way to Damascus and had an experience with, with, with God and was blinded. And now we find him talking, literally it says in the Message Bible, uh, I'm trying to find it. It says... Counting that time as a loss, tearing up the very credentials, people were wavering around as something special. None of these excuse me, accomplishments are worth anything next to the fellowship with Christ. We find him saying that none of that means anything. It's, it's a loss. Because to him, where he is right now, the meaning, it means everything to have the relationship that he has with Christ, to be found in Christ. He wants to know everything about Christ. He wants to be everything that Christ wants him to be. What can we learn for, from that? In my own personal experiences, sometimes, you know, I've had good and bad experiences when I think about relishing the past. And here's what I mean. I mean, I know Apostle Paul encourages us to forget what lies behind, but I have to be real and transparent and say sometimes I've lived in the past, which, you know, truthfully stuck is by definition, it means past. That that's that's what it means. I was trying to find it when I looked for the dictionary when it says stuck, it says past and past participle of stick. I'm like, what? But anyway, back to my boy. So when I'm talking about relishing um, in the past, sometimes I have found myself viewing things that happened in the past to be the best time. That's when life was simpler. That's when life was easier. I could go back to the past and tell you exactly, you know, why I did what I did and why it was right. And sometimes that's been great. That's been true. And sometimes the issue in my own life I've had is it seems easier because uh, I wasn't accountable to anybody else. It was just me. So all the good things, all the bad things that I did, there was nobody really to answer to. And I say that in in uh, retrospect to being married, and now I have a spouse that you're accountable. You don't just go and do your own thing. When I look at my uh, work in ministry, my work in on my professional jobs, both of them, I answer to someone. Yet I have to be honest and say sometimes in my life, I haven't always seen that as a joy. I haven't always done my best in those areas because sometimes I just wanted to do it my own way. I don't know if there are any other brothers and sisters out there that have had that experience that are here this podcast, but I'm just telling my life. Sometimes that's been where I've been. Yet there have been other times where, you know, I can reflect in the in the past and I can see the good and I can see the bad and I can use it to move forward. 
you know, because there's value in in reflecting. Growth is, is often what that is. But we can't stay stuck there. And I say that because if our past experiences are not transferred to our present experiences, then they are valid. And I think we also get caught up in the past sometimes in our relationship with God. And here's how. Sometimes we're still just solely remembering all the times he's been faithful, all the times he's been good, kind, and gracious. Yes, we should remember those things. We should never forget those things. But here's my point. God wants to do things in our life today, in this moment, now, and in the future. Not just what he did for you then, but what he does for us now. And when we're talking about progress and thinking about it, sometimes I really believe we find progress hard because, one, we can be struggling with it because we're waiting for things to be perfect. Sometimes, you know, the idea of being stuck can happen because we can feel like for every two steps forward that we take, we take one step back. Or sometimes we can be looking at where we are and where we're supposed to be. And that that visual, that picture, it isn't aligning. It, does, it isn't matching up. We can feel like there is no progress, there is no growth happening at all. And yet it's also easy to assume that it is our responsibility to get unstuck before anything changes. Progress, it means to move forward or onward movement toward a destination. Sometimes we don't see growth because it doesn't look like we expect or it's not happening in the time frame that we expect. But the bigger point, the truth for the day, is what's Abba's perspective on progress? What if we ask Abba what he thinks about our situation first? You know, we have a relationship with our father. He's our father. He can provide us perspective on what's going on. Why do I say that? Because God has already seen our story. He knows what you, us, we need, even when we don't. Here's another way to think about it. When we look at uh, Jesus and uh how he framed situation and experiences. Did you ever notice that Jesus talks about possibilities and never problems? He was totally unbothered and not worried at all when he had a handful of fish, bread, and 5,000 hungry people in front of him. Or what about the story of Lazarus? I mean, think about it in, in terms of when you look at how he related to Lazarus' sisters, he let them lament to him. He never once said, hey, it's cool, y'all. Y'all can stop crying. Y'all don't have to be upset. I, I'm I'm going to fix this. I'm, he didn't say that. Or, I mean, think about it. He, I bring that up again. He arrived three days after. And I think one version of the scripture, it literally says that he says he was glad that he arrived after. And, and what's my point? The point is, what if his plan was never to heal Lazarus? But what if it was always to resurrect him? Or what if it goes back to what I just said, is that he knows how he wants to, who he wants to be for us. Think about that. Just, just think about it. Just, just a thought, you know, or there's also Ephesians 2, 10. It says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. What does that mean? That means that Abba's always prepared. He is never surprised by us or our situation. Sometimes he he prepares our path and other times he prepares us. I mean, I was thinking about this last night. I was thinking about recording this podcast. You know, one thing that Abba, that Jesus has never been is desperate. He's never been that. He always had a trust in the Father. He he always had that. 
And I think about that, how that relates to our life is when we're facing things in life and our experiences and the process, could it be that there are two possible alternatives? One, that he's already equipped you to handle it. Or two, it's not your problem at all to handle. Is his. I mean, think about it. We often talk about our life and, and how we face things and how we overcome by the word of our testimony. And what that means is that sometimes it's our job to stand in the battles of life as warriors of life overcoming. Yet there are also times when our response is not to push into our problems, but to push into the spirit. And I say that because I believe that it is in these times. Abba wants us to ask him for his mindset, his language regarding our situation and experience, his nature and what he wants to reveal toward us in that time. How do I know that we have a relationship with Abba? It's relational. It's intimate. Intimate relationship means being the ability to be seen, to be true and uh, be visible. It means you don't have to hide when you have a level of intimacy with a person. That means you can show up as your real self. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to be fake. You can just be the real you. When we have a relational experience with Abba, when we look at our life and all the things that are happening, regardless of, of, of what they are, we can go to Abba and have a real conversation and, and really talk with him and get perspective on our lives. And I think we have to think about this in terms of our experiences and what we're going through. And sometimes when we're feeling stuck or when we're looking at progress, and I realize that progress and stuck are actually opposite. But I'm saying when you look at the overall experience, I think sometimes we get blinded by the circumstantial thing that's happening. We're so detailed in what's happening that we miss the bigger picture. We miss the deeper thing that we could possibly be learning. And what is that? The thing is that we could possibly learning is Maybe that this experience is an invitation to new wisdom and revelation of who God wants to be in our lives. I mean, God isn't just one dimensional. Abba is, is uh, multidimensional. Think about it. This is the same person that created. I'm just saying person, but I'm, this is the same. God is, is so great, so big, so awesome, so infinite. Think about it. He created 17 different species of a bug. I know that's not what we're talking about, but think about it in terms of relational. Could it possibly be that God wants to have you know relationships with you and that as we grow, he reveals things over time? I mean, how do we know that that's possible is that we can look at Moses. We can look at Jesus' relationship with the Father. But I mean, I often go back to Moses because the reality is Moses is my favorite. Um, Moses is, was the example of how I learned we could really have an intimate relationship with God. They met in a tent. They had a special place, you know, that they would meet face to face and have, you know, conversation, you know. And I know people often know Moses because people know Moses was the one that was supposed to lead the children of um, Israel to the promised land. Yet what if he wasn't just trying to lead them to the promised land to get the, the land and milk and honey, but he wanted them to meet the promiser so they could learn the nature of who God is as our father, the relationship that we get to have. I think those are all valid things. And I know sometimes it's something that's often not taught because I don't know about your experience in church and I'm not bringing shade or malice to all the leaders that I knew, but oftentimes the only thing I ever learned about, um, the experience with God was that you believed in God. So you wouldn't go to hell. 
that was as limited as it was. There was no conversation about the relational experience of God. And what about everyday life? Because I ain't dead yet. And I'm just saying those are things that that, uh, that aren't happening or haven't happened in some cases for some people. And I think that presents the problem because when we're talking about we're experiencing these situations and circumstances in our life, it's hard for me to stop and press a pause and say, hey, I can I say I can go to God when I don't really know that I have a relationship with God or if I'm viewing my relationship that I do have with God as one dimensional or it's just 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 one thing when it's so so much more than that. You know, what does God want to reveal in our lives in this season, in this moment with where you are right now, whether your circumstance is good or whether your circumstance is not? There is there is no experience with Abba that is ever wasted. What does he want to reveal with reveal in you and to you? And you know how you know that? You know that in your relationship with him, when you go and you talk to him, we can do that. We have access. We have the ability to do that. And I think that is often what uh, our challenges and our traumas and our experiences and our process all mean. Not just a circumstantial situation of what's going on, but what's the deeper level? What could we be learning in this moment? What could we be doing? How could our lives be different if we turn to the Father and say, hey, you know, I, I don't really understand what's happening right here. None of this makes sense. So I'm going to need you to reveal what's really happening happening right now. What would that mean for your life? You're the only person that can answer that. But I think that that's a good place to start. That's a good place to frame and think. I know I've said a lot of concepts, a lot of things today. But if you remember nothing else that I've said today, four things that you can remember. One, be careful when relishing the past. Because if our past experiences are not transferred to our present experience, they are valid. Two, what does God want to do in your life in this moment, today and in the future? Three, let's ask Abba his perspective on our progress in life. What's his language for our experience of what we're experiencing right now? Four, instead of in viewing it as being viewing it as being stuck or not growing, let's view it as an invitation in our relationship with Abba to grow, to discover more of his nature and who he wants to be for us in our situation, in our experience, and in our process. That is all I have for you today. I hope that I've given you some things to think about, some things to grow. I hope it's been food for your mind, your spirit, and your soul. I hope it's helped you. Uh, You can always reach out to the podcast at encouragingyourspiritpodcast at gmail.com. I love you. And guess what? You can't change it. I hope you have a great week. See y'all next time. Peace.